0: Hey guys, and welcome to our sixth episode. Today, we're going to be talking about Jesus feeding the 5,000 and Jesus walking on water. I'm going to cover these two stories from two different books, although they're both covered in the same story as well. With that being said, we start off in Luke 9, verses 12 through 27. Now the day was ending, and the twelve came and said to him, Send the crowd away, that they may go into the surrounding villages and countryside and find lodging and get something to eat, for here we are in a desolate place. But he said to them, you give them something to eat. And they said, we have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless perhaps we go and buy food for all those people, for there were about 5,000 men. And he said to his disciples, have them sit down to eat in groups of about 50 each. They did so and had them all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed them and broke them and kept giving them to the disciples to set before the people. And they all ate and were satisfied. And the broken pieces which they had left over were picked up, twelve baskets full. And it happened that while he was praying alone, the disciples were with him, and he questioned them, saying, Who do these people say I am? They answered, John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, but others that one of the prophets has of old has risen again. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? And Peter answered and said, The Christ of God but he warned them and instructed them not to tell this to anyone saying the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and raised up on the third day the number of men was about 5000 when you had women and children there could have been as many as 20000 people there in Matthew 14:21 we see that this is only the number of men confirmed The disciples obeyed Jesus, so he was able to bless many people because they followed his instructions. There was so much food left over that it filled 12 whole baskets, and Jesus had his disciples pick it up because he didn't want to waste any food. After everyone ate and the food had all been picked up, Jesus was praying alone. Peter identified him as the Christ of God. This was the first time that the disciples confessed Christ for Christ. The disciples were not allowed to say that he was Christ because he was foretelling his own death. If Peter did confess this to other people, it would be misunderstood because of Jewish expectations at that time. Jesus would be raised to life by God at the perfect time. As we continue the story, check for a shift in who Jesus is talking to. And he was saying to them all, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me for whoever wishes to save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life for my sake he is the one that will save it for what is a man profited if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself for whoever is ashamed of me and my words the son of man will be ashamed of him and when he comes in his glory and the glory of the father and of the holy angels but i say to you truthfully there are some of those standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus is not solely addressed to twelve, but all. To come after him means to become a disciple. A disciple is required to renounce control of his own life and give it to God, to make a commitment so great that they may be rejected or even die for his sake, and to follow the examples and teachings of Jesus. His disciples are called to love him more than anything in or out of this world. Whoever lives a self-centered life will not find eternal life with God, but the person who gives up his life and lives humbly for the sake of Christ and the gospel will find everlasting life with God. When he comes in his glory refers to the second coming of Jesus Christ, and some other standing here that refers to Peter, James, and John, who will witness the Transfiguration. There's a lot of work that needs to be put into being a disciple of Christ, but it's worth it. Now we can transition to our next story in Matthew 14, through 36 where we read about Jesus walking on the water. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he sent the crowds away. After he had sent the crowds away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray, and when it was evening, he was there alone. But the boat was already a long distance from the land, battered by the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out and feared. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But seeing the wind, he became frightened and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and took him and said to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind stopped. And those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, You are certainly God's son. When they had crossed over, they came to the land at Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent word into all that surrounding district, and brought him to all who were sick, and they implored him that he might just touch the fringe of his cloak, and as many as touched it were cured. Here, the five disciples were probably three miles into a five-mile-wide lake. The disciples had been in the storm for over nine hours, according to the shifts of the Roman military. The fourth watch was between three and six in the morning. When the disciples called Jesus the Son of God, it is the only time in Matthew that they ever referred to him by that name. We need faith in the middle of the storm or we will drown. While God will always be there to pick us back up if we do start to drown, we should try our best to have faith from the very beginning and keep it throughout the way. As we've learned in both of these stories, faith is one of the key things we need in our walk with the Lord. From obedience to see miracles, to doubting and not being able to walk on water, we see which lifestyle is the better one to have. That's all for today. I hope you enjoyed and learned all about how to walk by faith and the miracles that Jesus performed. Bye!